Welcome to episode number 204, Go and Get It. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Dave, and Gilbert. Go and get it. In this episode, the crew welcomes back special guest Gilbert Rodriguez. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, investing, failure, confidence, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Katarina Fake and Kirk Cameron. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Guys, some housekeeping. We want to thank everyone for sticking with us through this uh, unprecedented times through the pandemic. We have switched up um, our approach and the medium that we're using to record these podcasts, but you guys showed nothing but love, so we're doing this via Zoom. So thank you to the creators of Zoom, because without you all, this wouldn't be possible. Currently, uh, Gilbert, if I'm correct, he, you are in North Carolina, right? Yes, sir. North Carolina, Gabe's in uh, somewhere in Philly, and me, uh, Goose is in Bristol, and I'm in Levittown. So we're all over the place. Everyone's yeah. either in the home office, rooms, whatever. So please, if you guys hear anything in the background, dogs, kids in the background, please forgive us. But that's why we're delivering the extra special uh, highly beneficial content. Uh, so uh, thank you for bearing with us. With that being said, Gilbert, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's good to be here. Absolutely. So uh, you joined us. Uh, you were featured with us um, in episode 117, almost 100 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for those who have not yet had the opportunity uh, to listen to episode 117, I suggest you do. But Gil, can you please uh, give a quick synopsis on who you are and what you do? Sure. Sure. I own a uh, plumbing and piping company out of uh, Durham, North Carolina. Uh, we specialize in uh, medical piping, specialty piping, commercial piping, and uh, a little bit of residential. And uh, yeah, so we, we travel around uh, doing medical work and uh, it's it's fantastic. The company's grown and it's a uh, it's a great place to be, and I love it, loving it, loving life. Cool. So, so there's a lot of people who may be wanting to start their own business, especially at a time like this. Um, maybe wanting to start a little side business, um, uh, work from home kind of gig. What made you want to become an entrepreneur, right? So you had a career um, in your trade, but then you kind of stepped out of your comfort zone and jumped into doing your own thing. So, so what made you want to be an entrepreneur or was that always in your spirit? You know, I think it was always in my spirit. Um, there was a time in my career where I had done quite a bit in my career and I kind of just woke up one day and, and said to myself, it's now or never, you know, it was one of those things where there was such a, a confidence level uh, to what I was doing. And it just felt right. It felt right yeah. and I said to myself, you know, if, if I'm going to do this, um, I, I'm going to try it. I, I'd rather, I'd rather try it and, and not have the fear of failure um, than to never try it at all. And uh, I think that that was a, a big turning point in my career. Um, I, I remember working where I was working and um, coming home one night and I was like, I'm going to do it. That's it. You know, you, you think about something for so long and, and you don't really act upon it. And so you just think about it every night, every time you had a bad day or every time you you, you come across a challenge, you just like, why am I doing this? You know? And so yeah, the, the time just came and I said, now or never and, and never, never turn back. So you mentioned it's, it, this is super important. I'm glad you said this. You said the fear of failure. Um, can you. Can you go through at least a little bit of maybe the 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 mentality or the, the maybe the mental roadblocks you had to overcome to take that leap? Um, a lot of people like to play it safe, and it's good to have you know some gauge of risk. But at one point, you have to jump, right? There's a famous speech, uh, Goose. You, you know this speech by um, 
Steve Harvey. So the comedian uh, Steve Harvey has a speech titled Jump. Jump. Uh, I advise, I'm not going to go through it. It's obviously I can't, I can't, you know, make it justice by just, but in reiterating that, it's basically taking the leap of faith um, and facing, uh, you know, your fears and the little roadblocks. So can you speak a little bit about the fear of failure? Sure. I think the, the fear of failure is, um, it's, it's probably the biggest hurdle that anyone has to overcome. All right. I mean, that, that's, that's something I think if you don't have a fear of failure, um, you, you're kind of doing things a little haphazardly. I, I don't know if, if I think it's good to be nervous. I think it's good to have a fear of failure. I think it's good to question yourself. I think it's good to have moments in your life where you, you struggle in that area only because when you actually do jump, for lack of a better term, and, and you do step forward and, and do your own thing, um, you care about, it, you know, and the fear of failure is something that um, holds, a, holds a lot of people back, including myself. I mean, I, 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 I tend to say that I started late, but in, in retrospect, I started when I was 30 um, doing my own business. But at the same time, um, I think fear of failure is, a, is actually a, a, a good thing. Um, so how long was it when you want, you knew, so you said it was in your spirit that you're an entrepreneur, but how long it w was it in your twenties, I'm assuming that you knew you wanted to start your own business. Uh, so what age until 30? So what was like those years in between that you knew? Was it like, were you like 25 and like, I got to do my own thing. So it took you five years to kind of overcome that. Yes. I think, uh, in fact, I remember uh, my son was uh, born in 07. Um, I was, I believe at the time, 25 years old, but I think, I think it was really, when I saw him as a baby, mm. it started to really, you know, hit home for me as to say, Hey, look, you're going to have to do something, you know? Um, and it, it was just something that no one was telling me, you know, I had a comfortable job. I was comfortable, but at the same time, I wasn't, it was, it was something I couldn't, there was nothing I could do to scratch that itch, you know, and, and, and so when I saw my son, he was playing around and the years went by, it just kind of dawned on me. And I, I said, you know, I've created a career for myself and, and I had been doing what I was doing since I was 17 years old. Now I'm, I'm 25, 26, 27 years old. And now I'm, I'm saying to myself, you know, I have built up enough confidence to be able to take on that fear of failure. Why? Because I became a master of something that I, that I was doing. I didn't dabble into many different things and say, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to I'm gonna do a little bit of this or a little bit of that. I just kind of honed in all my effort, all my focus in my craft. And then by the time I was, I was 30, I really felt like I was ready. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's, it's a tricky thing too, right? Because sometimes people feel like the stars have to align and I want you to speak on this. Was it perfect when you made the jump? Did everything line up exactly how you wanted or how you envisioned it? Or were yes. there some things uh, not quite, you know, bolted down tight, um, but you still kind of made the move? Um, no, nothing at all happened the way I thought it was going to happen. But right. and, that's, and, and when I say that, not just bad, but also the good. So mm. uh, it's it, it's it's interesting because I, I had this this. Uh, the business plan that was fairly weak, to be honest with you. Um, I had super low expectations of myself. On paper, I did the most minimal, only kind of set my mind up to go, oh, if I hit these numbers, I'm going to feel good about myself. Right. Mm -hmm. so, uh, when we started the, the, the business, it actually skyrocketed our first year. We killed it. But the bad part about that was that rapid growth. We kind of just, I guess... Um, I didn't really pay attention that much to the ARs of the business. So then we, we doing all this work, we're hiring and, and, you know, getting more technicians and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden we're not getting paid from people. So it's like, you're, you're growing, you're doing, you're doing great. And then you look at the bank account and you're like, why, where's all this, where's the money? Cause it's like, well, you, know, you have no place to collect. And so there was a lot of ups and downs when we, when, um, the business was started. It was it was, um, it was pretty intense because a lot of things went well, and a lot of things we had to learn from. But nonetheless, you keep going, and and once you make that jump, you know, once you once you put your eggs in that basket, there's no turning back. 
you know, at, at that point, you know, I heard someone, someone always told me that uh, you tend to swim harder when, when there's no life. And so when, when there's nothing around you that you can kind of hold on to fall back on, you're forced to make it work. You're forced to go through the ups and downs. You're forced to learn. You're forced to make, you know, um, decisions based on mistakes or, or to improve the business. Um, and, and I think there's no, there should be, at least for me, from speaking for myself, in my mind, there was no turning back. So there was there was some things that were that went really well, and there were some things that didn't go so well at all. But none of it was planned, which is ironic to me. The good thing is that when you start, you know that that's when everything is is when you actually step out there, um, things start to happen. So you talked a little bit about um, feeling nervous and ha and having that angst, I guess, when starting because there's a lot of unknowns, right? There's so many moving parts to starting your own business and being an entrepreneur. Um, can you talk a little bit about confidence? Were you just confident in your ability and what you can do and you went off that and obviously trust possibly a mentor or your business plan and kind of figured it out on the, along the way? And if so, can you talk a little bit of the importance of having confidence? Um, I think confidence is an important part of success um, if kept in check. I think, um, I think for me personally, there was such a, um, you know, like a quiet confidence you know, yeah, it wasn't something where, you know, you go out there and you're blabbing off about what you're going to do, this and that or the other. You know, I think when it comes to confidence, um, it, it's something that confidence is is something that you have to show by by your acts, by your actions. You know, um, I think confidence is is extremely important because without it, I mean, confidence is what kind of keeps you going. Right. I mean, confidence right. is confidence in yourself and what you do. It's something that keeps you, you know, uh, motivated. It keeps you going. Um, but again, like I said, if it's if it's if it's confidence and it's not being put in check, it, it can it can bite you. You know, uh, you could be overly confident. You could, um, you know, uh, lack humility and things like that. That can start to kind of decline who you are as a person, mm. how you're perceived in the community. Um, how you come across to your loved ones, to your to your son, to your daughters, whoever. I think that uh, confidence is a good thing if it's, if it's kept in check, one hundred percent. So, um, Goose, I want to go to you really quick because you also made the leap. Uh, can you talk a little bit about confidence yourself, or how confident you have to be uh, when you went from working for someone to working for yourself and having people work for you? Um. For me, in my industry, my my confidence is my skill. So my skill, I'm, I'm confident about my skill. So then I knew I had to build a huge book of clientele. So I went from transferring from working for someone to, to being on my own. I was confident that I was going to draw in like plenty of people, plenty, plenty of clients. Um, but then when I actually made a trip, like – when I made that move, when I made the jump and I was there, I'm like, holy smokes, like if this fails, like it's, it's all on me. So right. you, you kind of, you kind of mentally give yourself that confidence. Like I could do this. Like I got it. Like you just, you just build it up and you just get it. It just comes, you know, like, cause as like everyone says, like, if you don't try, you don't like, especially owning a business, if you don't, you'd be mad if you didn't try it. Mm. So my, my goal was to make it succeed no matter what. So you just mentally just build that, like, you got this. Like, you can do it. It's not easy, but you can do this. You can – and, um, yeah, but – and then ha when you start hiring people, like, you're confident in them. You know they, their their work is just as good as yours, you know what I mean, or if not better. And you, you kind of – not that you gas them up, but you praise them. Like, yo, you're good. You're doing a good job. Or keep, them, keep complimenting them. And then um, while the shop is going – like fast forward a couple of years later, shops and I'm stepping outside and I look and I see the shops moving. There's business, there's clientele, there's people waiting. The barbers are doing good. Then you obviously that then I got like a bigger confidence. I'm like, yeah, I did it. Like this is good. I am I am the truth to myself. What I said I was. But um, yeah, no, but it is. It's like it's you just build it. Obviously, you get you get compliments from your peers and stuff like that on talent. But when it comes to business, you it's really like. You gotta gas yourself up to get to get it moving. Yeah, and yeah, and we talked a lot about um, you know the people that you hire are a representation of you and your business. Yeah, now for, for sure. 
those people who don't know, Gilbert moved down, was in the uh, northeastern part of the states, up by where we live, uh, in the Philadelphia metropolitan area, and moved down south um, to, uh, you know, make a better life for him and his family. But Gilbert, I mean, how do you go, you know, what was, we're on the topic of confidence. How do you go to another whole other state and how do you build that trust for, you know, starting a business and, and hiring people? Why would someone join your business? How would they know uh, this is going to be a good move for them? Um, and, and that's, again, it goes back to what you were talking about with, with confidence. I think, um, uh, you know, with that quiet confidence, I, I was always early, no matter where I was. Um, I volunteered for everything. Everything that nobody wanted to do, I did it. And so I think I think what started happening for me anyway was you start to gain the respect of, of your peers. You start to gain the respect of your bosses. You start to gain the respect of people in the area in your industry. Because no matter what industry you're in, you know, good people know good people in your industry. I think when I started doing some jobs and, and doing some things in my career that kind of highlighted what I can do in my industry. Um, when you have that respect, people are looking to you as a natural leader. Once you gain respect of a lot of people, whether you want to believe it or not, you're viewed as a leader. Mm. So at that point, at that point, um, I, I kind of you know said to myself, you know, if I ever wanted to do something, I think I can get quite a bit of people on board. With me. And, and that's exactly what happened. And, and like you said earlier, everybody that works for you, I, I like to say that, I, you know, I have people that work with me, but anybody that works with you, for you, or however you, you may have it, um, is an extension of who you are, is an extension of your personality, is an extension of your everything. Um, and, and they represent you just, just as much as you represent them. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, there's a level of respect there, but confidence and uh, confidence, respect, and, and and honestly, trying to be a good person, treat people the way you like to be treated. And when when you start to do things like that, and you're and you're honest about it, I think good things happen. Absolutely, yeah. we talk a lot about um, going after it, going and get it. The title of this uh, episode is "Go and Get It." Uh, you know, grinding it out, hustling. In your mind, you know, when someone says go and get it you got to go and get it what does that mean for you are you going to get it for what that means for gilbert as an individual or gilbert and extended you know into his his family and their future like a legacy um or you know what does that mean to you um i think going and get it is is, is interesting um i think for me when i hear the word go and get it yeah um, to me it's literally taking action it's a pretty simple concept um, mm -hmm. just, just go do it. <laughs> Put a plan in place. Um, do something that you're passionate about. For me, I was passionate about what I do. You know, I know for a lot of people, plumbing and piping might not seem like it'd be a passion for someone, but for me, it's all, it's all I know. It's all I've ever done. So to me, it's, it's a passion, but going and get it is, is something that you grind and you work hard when, when no one else is, you know, you, you wake up earlier, you, you grind, you do your research quietly you know you don't have to boast out there that you're working as much and oh, I'm so you know busy I got this this and this don't hear that you know and I think for me personally you show the results to yourself and if others take notice they take notice but you do it for yourself you do it for yourself you do it for your family you do it for that chip on your shoulder you know as you know I, for me personally I've always had a chip on my shoulder um, I yeah. think when it comes to, to blue collar training um for me, personally, I've always taken it as if people look, look down on something like that. They look down on if you want to work with your hands or be a mechanic or, or anything like that. And to me, I wanted to change the stereotype of that business. I wanted to change the, that whole perception of, oh, you, you do a great job, you know. So I just, I had that chip on my shoulder. It, it was huge. And so I said to myself, you know, I'm going to take this as far as I can possibly take it. And, and, and that's what happened. You know, I, I was able to, to travel the world doing, doing pipe work out of, out of all things, you know. So I think going and getting awesome. is one of those things that 
you have to live by it. You have to breathe it. You have to live it. You can't just talk about it. A lot, you know, it's easy to sit there and brainstorm and brainstorm and brainstorm without taking a step forward. I'd rather have it not all together in the notes and, and take a step forward than to just continue to talk about it and wait for the right moment. It'll never come. It'll never come. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get uh, fumbled up and, and tripped over, myself included, when, you know, when I was starting out and figuring things out myself in trying to have a perfect plan. And as you stated earlier, uh, even with the plan that you had, not, nothing even, you know, it didn't go accordingly, let's just say. Um, and, and I do feel like things happen for a reason and it was good that it didn't because for a plan, for you to write out like a five-year plan and think that it's actually gonna happen for every single step, that means, uh, you know, you're, you're as good as, you know, picking a lottery, winning, winning number or something like that. It's almost impossible to pick out every step perfectly and for life to happen that perfectly and, and, and pan out that way. Uh, it's almost laughable when you think yeah. about it, but we've all, we all did it. Um, I had a 10 year plan that I wrote out, uh, in exhaustion for like six months, wrote out this plan of what my life, not just business, <laughs> what my life was going to be. And it's like, it's, it's almost like I, I laugh now because it's so naive because that's not how any of this works. Um, because if it was, I mean, we, we'd be a lot further in our minds, uh, you know, and, and a lot of times that happens because things either happen faster than we thought they were going to or slower than we're going to. But the important part, or I think the, the, the thing to highlight is you really don't know, but I think taking action, um, and not getting so hung up on an actual plan. Um, listen, I'm, I'm all for people planning things out and, you know, I condone it. But you have to also uh, immediately take action or that plan is just meaningless. It's just, uh, it's just pointless because there, there's nothing supporting what you're doing. Think, um, not to cut you off, but on that same topic, and it's one of those things where one of the biggest things that I've learned was to, to adapt to change. You know, yes. business, business for me, personally speaking, is like, you know, you can plan your life out, right? And not, not forget, just put business aside for a second and just think about your life. Like you can plan your life and plans in life consistently change. And so yes. with business, mm -hmm. I, I think people want to live their, people want to live their life as, as, you know, so regimented, um, and know that life changes all the time and they're okay with it. But when they open up a business, you know, people tend to kind of get freaked out when, when things change in the business plan or things change in business. I mean, you know, look at look what happened with the whole COVID thing. I mean, I think many people's businesses have changed. And if you, if you don't know how to adapt to it or you're, it's so difficult for you to, to, to roll with the punches, business is going to be pretty tough mentally. It's going to be extremely stressful. Absolutely. And I think there's something in the predictability. I think the reason why people plan so much and plan on top of plan and prepare to even, you know, they prepare on top of preparation. I don't know what the saying is, but I think because when they plan so much, they think that there's a predictability about that, which then lends itself to comfort, right? People naturally lean towards comfort. Okay, if it happens like step one, two, and three, I'm comfortable now with making that move. But that's really not, you know, how it works at all. Um, and as you mentioned, making adjustments along the way is the true ticket because things can change. I remember when I first started out um, in advertising, there was, there was a specific way you can market on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, right? And then a year later, all of those platforms changed their algorithms where you couldn't, you could, if you marketed like that the same exact way, it was reaching a, you know, a fan base of absolutely nobody. Um, and then they also changed their rules and regs. Now, this is just social media marketing, but it happens in every platform. The government can change rules and regulations on how you operate. A pandemic can happen and they're telling you, you need specific amount of feet in between you and, you know, the rest of your barbers. Just imagine, you know, Goose, if you were in your old, um, your first location, I should say, mm -hmm. there was no way you'd be able to operate because the place <clears throat> was like a quarter of the size. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's all like, 
you like you just said anything can happen so on that you have to learn to be able to adjust to anything so like something like that you just have to learn how to adjust with what what's going on in the world or whatever rules and regulations like come about so like yeah i mean i'm I'm blessed that I got to bigger space. I was able to like adjust things, but if I was in my old spot, it'd be, I'd have a hit for real. Cause I wouldn't be able to have three barbers in there or cause it was so small with the, with these new regulations and how many, how like the distance apart from people, I, it wouldn't happen. Absolutely. Um, there, there's something important, Gilbert. I want you to, you talk about, um, failure, but in the, in the context of how we're talking right now. Right. So, Say you tried something, or as I was talking about in marketing, if I was still using the same, I was dumping hundreds of dollars into marketing and it was no longer effective. And so basically I was losing, I was in the red with my marketing uh, uh, budget, making those adjustments. That's not necessarily failure, but I want you to talk a little bit about how we can use failure as a stepping stone to success. I think... Um I think failure is a part of success. I, I think you know, if, if you're running a business um, and you want to try different things or maybe market something new or maybe introduce a new line of something into your business, I think developing an action plan before you actually do that with a percentage of it, you know, calculating a percentage of it that, that it could fail. I think if you plan, I think if you, if you have an action plan for it, um, I guess it'll make it easier for you to adapt to that result of what you're trying to do. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like right now for my own business, I wouldn't start to market something specifically and go, Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a home run. I know it's a home run and no matter what this, you know, it's going to be a home run. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it it might not be, you know? Um, And so I think just developing an action plan and being able to accept the results of what you're trying to do, whether it be good, whether it be bad. You know, you fail at something, that's just a lesson learned. It's not something where you fail at something, all of a sudden you gotta quit. It's just a lesson learned, you know, or or maybe there's a better way of doing it. Maybe you didn't do enough on something. So I think developing an action plan and being able to to accept the results, whether it's good as bad, you know, good or bad, I think is is the, the actual key to all of that. Absolutely. Um, I think a big part of being an entrepreneur is having eyes to notice um, opportunity when it knocks on your door. Um, and I know you're one of those guys who constantly has your eyes open and you're investing um, in little things, even if it's in your own business that you think will you know, help improve your workflow or your processes or you know, just the overall you know, um, income. What, what are some of the things when it comes to investing um, should people look for? And, and, you know, what does investing look like for you? Um, well, personally speaking, right? I mean, I think investing or, you know, uh, having investments and things like that. It, um, for me, I wouldn't invest in anything that I am not passionate about personally. I, I know a lot of people, you know, you could be... Um, uh, an angel investor, you can be an investor, you can do, you know, this or the other. For me personally, I wouldn't invest in anything I'm not passionate about. I have to be completely turned on to whatever idea I'm trying to invest in. Um, right now, I, I, I like to invest in, in real estate property, um, commercial specifically. It's just something that I, I've grown to really like, uh, grown to, to, to really be passionate about it, to see the market, to see, you know, what things are happening see what opportunities I have to grow because besides um, the the pipe the plumbing and piping company um, also have a real estate company so it's 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 like a two-headed you know I got my my thinking cap for both businesses but at the end of the day I'm passionate about both um, so I think I think being passionate knowing what you really want to do with investing is, is crucial for me personally um, not speaking for anybody else but for me you know if if, if um, if somebody came with me uh, with an idea, I wouldn't necessarily put the importance on the idea if I was the person presenting it. Um, I think you invest in people more than you invest in a, in a product. Um, if that person is, has the drive, if that person has the passion, if that person uh, is willing to do what it takes, that's what you really invest in. 
again for me personally you know absolutely mm -hmm. so i think uh i think when you when in, you hear ideas and you hear about opportunities all the time um but it's seldom that you you actually act upon it you know it's very seldom that i act upon it unless i i something starts to to turn in my head that i'm like you know what this is an actual you know really really good opportunity but I think investing for me personally, it's a it's a pick and choose thing. It's a, it's a passion thing. Um, it, it's something. It's a it's a people thing. You know? um, so th those those three concepts, I think, for me, is, is, is key when it comes to investing. Yeah, it's it's interesting because th that reminds me of um of an episode of Shark Tank that I recall watching some years back. This gentleman was selling um, a service that none of the the investors really were interested in to be honest with you he did it, it was it was operating at a profit but it was just something that i i can't remember exactly what it was it was some education service or uh that he was providing um but they were captivated with the gentleman himself right so he was so passionate about this education service that he was offering that he ended up getting a he ended up getting two deals well two offers and he obviously settled for one deal um, and it was, it this guy was so, I think it was something about, you know, plugging into schools, uh, like an, like an after, you know, after school study or something like that. And they're just kind of like, ah, oh, it's not really for me. And the guy just kept going and kept going. He was, it was believable. You could tell he was not a salesman. This guy was all about what he specifically did. And both of the investors. Now these guys, as you know, one of them was a billionaire and the other one was a multimillionaire. Both said, I am strictly, we are investing and I'm putting this offer on the table because of you. I'm investing in you. you yeah. You're just a person that's going to succeed no matter what, because you're passionate um, about that. And can you talk a little bit about people who jump into businesses or investments that are not passionate and, and why it's important that you're only looking at people who are passionate about what they're doing, um, yourself included, versus someone who's just in it for the money? I think it's easy if, if you're not passionate about something. I just think it's easy to turn away. I think it's easier to quit. I think it's easier to to kind of say, "Oh well, eh, I didn't like that anyway." Or you know, um, you know, for me personally, you know, someone had to believe in me you know, when I first started. So I mean, it was something where I, you know, I, I personally lived and breathed pipe work. I just did. I mean, to me, there's no other better trade in the world. There's something we, we manipulate the most important resource on earth and that's water. So to me, I'm good. I, and, and, and anybody that, that comes to our company or, or knows uh, me or anybody about it is that, you know, we, we stand up for our trade 100%. And so when you, when you, when you're that passionate about something and then you see Someone else just as passionate about what they like. It's like a, a kindred spirit, man. It's like something where you meet someone that has that passion. You just instantly, instantly click, instantly bond because you might like something and be passionate about something. I'm passionate about something. Right there, we have that 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 commonality between us. We instantly know this person's legit about what they're trying to sell, about what they're trying to do. You know, um, if you look at it just from a money aspect. You know, I, I personally think that, you know, people aren't willing to go to, to the very length that it needs to go before they quit. I think if you're not passionate about it, it's just easy to say, well, I lost the startup money. I lost the initial investment. That's OK. You know, I'll, I'll look for something else. I'll look for something else. And to me, you know, um, <laughs> I, I think I think passion is probably about all that you know, when it comes to people. Um, because you can have a product, that product can fail, but that person is going to do something else. That person is going to find another passion for something else. And, and, and to me, that's what you really invest in. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something that in the industry they call uh, shiny object syndrome, um, where you, you see, if you go on social media, there's ads everywhere, right? And there's this guy pitching you on, he can help you run an Amazon store. And I think, and I always laugh because it's interesting to see people actually buy into the ad buy into this program whatever this this gentleman's selling and five years prior this guy was selling something totally different he was selling something in real estate or whatever program or, and it was just like 
people following it was a shiny object and I'm like oh that looks great uh and and they had the fear of missing out like wow this guy can guarantee to me uh you know a generated income on a monthly basis and they're just after the money and like you said there's no real skin in the game outside of that initial investment so if it does fail or the obstacles come across um you're more or less uh willing to fight for it because there's really no passion it's kind of it's kind of like the secret sauce uh, to throw into the equation when everything b- is beating you down, uh, you have a reason. It's almost like your anchor. It's your why um, as to, you know, all the action and, and all the hustling that you're doing to to become something or make yourself successful or make your business successful in, in whatever manner that is. So super interesting stuff. Now, what is your goal for your current businesses? So what, what, what do you want to, where do you want to head uh, in the future for both the plumbing and, and in real estate, if you want to start with plumbing, um, what, what does the future look like? Um, well, right now, um, we're, right, we're trying to focus on our, on our medical side of the business, which is medical piping, liquid cryogenic and things like that, especially now where the world needs such a, a an influx of, um, you know, oxygen piping for hospitals and piping up you know, beds and things like that. And there's such a, a hole in that industry right there. And so we're, we're trying to train within, trying to expand that business um, and, and ultimately create an atmosphere where we have lifers that come to work for us. We have people that finish up their career at, at, at Pureline, that people come in and, and they're passionate about what they do and they, they love to work and they, they love to work here. You know, at, at the, at the company. Um, but being able to train within and create that atmosphere of, of uh, personal growth advancement within the company is is key for us. You know, obviously, we have some some financial goals, some financial revenue goals that we want to hit, and things like that. That's that's a given. Um, but we want to create to us everything is culture. You know, at Pureline, at the company, everything is culture. I'm still owner operator. I still in the medical field. I'm still slinging pipe. You know, with the best of them. I still. You know, um, if I have to put my owner hat on and my HR hat on and my accounting hat on, I, I do. But at the end of the day, you know, from 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 who I am, I'm a plumber through and through. And so I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to talk to my guys. And so we have a roundtable. We want to keep growing, keep, growing keep, keep doing that um, and train within and, and, and see where it takes us. You know, and, and I think that we'll be able to achieve our financial goals if we continue to create that culture within our company that everyone has a voice everyone's important there's nobody beneath anyone including, including myself at all you know you want to come talk let's talk you have ideas let's let's implement them you know we're a small business um and i think with small businesses people have this fear there's no advancement but i think you know in, in a title heavy world, you know, we, we tend to operate without titles in the company. And the reason is because, um, you know, if you don't have a huge company where you can be, you know, a, a manager of this or a VP of this, that, most people want to be heard. Most people want to have to have ideas to improve the company, whether you've been with us six months or been with us seven years, which we're going on seven years now, which is, I'm like super stoked about it. But, well, to be able to do that, to me, yeah, I just sit back and just enjoy. I get such a, a, a enjoyment out of that, out of people being able to grow and, and love to work at the company. It's just beyond satisfying. So what, what about for real estate? Uh, real estate, just to continue to grow the portfolio. You know, um, we have several buildings and things like that that we're, we're trying to, to, you know, I'll continue to grow and, and buy more commercial property, um, specific ones, um, you know, where where they're needed. But that that's more of a long term goal, uh, per se. But the, the commercial real estate is something that we would just want to continue to, to to find opportunities at the right time to grow a portfolio, um, to be able to, to continue to grow in, 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 that, in that area as well. So there's a question I like to ask, you know, all of our guests is, you know, how do you manage um, your work life experience? But for you more specifically, uh, you, 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 you walk the walk uh, in a sense that you're, you're constantly posting about 
sharing the good life with your team. You're taking them on vacations, treating them out to dinner. You're constantly doing that. It's almost like it's one in the same work and you know, your, your home life is all kind of one in the same. Can you speak a little bit about the importance of sharing the success with your team? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for my team. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be, you know, quote unquote, right, successful without the people that are around me. There is no way, you know, um, I'd be a fool to think that anyone calls a company because I'm there. You know, I, I think that our people have created their own relationship with our customers, you know, um, and I think that <laughs> it's, it's not, it's, I wish I could do more for them, to be honest with you. I think being able to do the things that we do for them when it comes to, you know, all kinds of things, from bonuses or taking them out to the beat, the whole, you know, the whole company. Um, I think that uh, they're everything and has that the people is like the lifeblood of the entire company. Um, and there's nothing that that I can say to to I don't even have the right words to describe the love I have for every single person at the company. You know, we have now 21 people that are employed at, at Pureline. And to me, that, that is that is something that, you know, people say you have dreams and things like that, but this is something that I didn't dream, I'll be honest with you. This is something that is beyond my dreams that, I, that I've, that i you know, I'm just a kid from Bristol. You know, I, I didn't grow up with, with, with everything being handed to me. I had to fight and grind for everything I have. You know, to treat people, um, the, the the right way, like my parents taught me, you know, I'm first generation here. You want to talk about a, a chip on my shoulder, you know, that that's where all that comes from. And at the end of the day, you you go I go to my office and uh it's just such a humbling experience to know that people rely on you to make good for their livelihood. You know, um uh, for the people that maybe didn't want to take that risk, that they'd rather take that risk, you know, behind me making the decisions. That's super humbling. I don't take that lightly, right? I mean, you got families paying mortgages, you got people paying car payments, you got people with, with you know, children needing to go to have medical care and things like that. And, and you know, I, it's such a, um, like a, uh, you know, a responsibility at the same time, there's freedom in it. And so it's, it's just extremely humbling. I'm, I'm super proud of my team. I could talk about my team all day long. Man. I can give you bios of every single one of them. You know, and it's uh, it's 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 really cool, man. It's, uh, you know, it's it's sometimes it gets overwhelming. I pinch myself every morning. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's it's been a great ride, and it continues to be. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's and guys, for those for those of you guys who who are listening, he um he does he does a lot for his employees. He, he he's one of these guys who spoils them. He really does take them out on legit vacations to beautiful beaches of you know around the area it's just fantastic to see it's cool to see it's different um it's you know you know some people are don't even get you know have the opportunity to get you know a pay increase on a yearly basis after their performance appraisals let alone get treated by the company's owner and he sharing his own family with his work family who is now his adopted family right i mean they're literally um and that that isn't there's a lot of pressure there uh, that I, I want to, I don't want to just skip over that you mentioned these people, um, they have lives, they have babies, they have, like you said, car payments, house payments, mortgages, whatever that they have to pay. And they're kind of relying on your leadership to, you know, that you're steering the ship in the right direction. So there's a lot of pressure there. Um, and I know in leadership, um, there's a lot of times, you know, what happens is when things go wrong, that's when leadership gets highlighted, right? That's where leadership gets recognize for all the bad things but i want to be sure that you know when guests are on our show here that we're highlighting leaders that are doing significant things and literally changing lives give for you for example it's just 21 people that work for you but it's all their family so you're basically in the hundreds if you break it down and add everyone's family members there's some of these guys i'm sure on your team that are also taking care of family members mom dads grandparents um and it's because of the careers that they have for you. I mean, I remember one of the most interesting things I heard you say is that you give your guys um, a budget to to have their trucks clean. And that might seem something so little to most people when you hear that. But that is that is a stamp 
of quality that most businesses maybe either don't even think about it, um, but it's something small that makes you stand out from the rest of the crowd. Uh, can you just add just nothing crazy, but just talk a little bit about that and the quality and, and the representation of your company with little things like a, a car wash budget? Yeah, I think, um, again, it kind of goes back to um, when I decided to do plumbing work. There's such a stigma out there with dirty plumbers and cracks showing <laughs> and dirty uniforms and, you know, dirty trucks, just sloppy, stinky, you know, plumbers. And to me, man, that, that, that drove me so much to change that stereotype. To be like, not all plumbers got to be like that. Not all plumbers have to smell. Not all plumbers, you know, have to look a certain way or anything like that. And so, you know, with with that, it's like ingrained in what we do is to represent who we are as clean, professional, um, extremely, extremely courteous, um, you know, to, to the point where, you know, most of the guys, that's what they do. Their trucks are clean. They wear shoe coverings. They, you know, they're, they're extremely... Um, uh, pleasant with when our, you know when they see our customers and things like that, and it all starts from from who we are and who we want to represent. I mean, that's what we want to represent is a different viewpoint on the whole plumbing, you know, uh, industry. And so for us, you know, being able to to allow our guys to clean their trucks, to supply them with you know new boots, to supply them with with cool uniforms. A uniform cleaning service. Uh, I mean, you name it. I can go on and on and on. You know about about the steps that we take to make sure that that you know that we represent who we really are. You know, and, and in our industry, um, I think that that's extremely important. We don't want to. We want to break the stereotype. We want to be able to inspire a young kid in high school to go. You know what? I, I think I think that doesn't look too bad. I don't want to do it. You know. Um, and I think it's, it's it's vitally important to our youth to be able to have uh, a plumbing company like ours to look at and go, th they do it right. They do it right. You know, so to me, that, that's just really important. And again, it goes back to that passion and what you what you want and what you, what you want your company to look like. It's the same thing with Miguel and his barbershop. I imagine that there's things that he, he envisions the barbershop that, you know, he wants it to look a certain way. He wants it to represent a certain professionalism you know, um, compared to other barbershops. I mean, it's just, you know, it goes down to people's passions, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Um, so, so in closing, you know, the, the, the topic of, of the episode is go and get it. What's your recommendation to anyone who's trying to achieve their goals? If there's a kid out there or someone who's, you know, on the fence about, you know, making the jump into entrepreneurship or investing, um, or, you know, just improving themselves overall, what recommendations do you have for that person? Honestly, um, don't give up. I know that's a, such a cliche thing to say, um, but it, it, it's just so true. Um, being, having a, a strong work ethic, you know, an extremely strong work ethic, having a certain drive that is, that is unrelenting, um, you know, one I had a, a friend of mine tell me that an elephant gets big eating peanuts, and, and I know that might sound <laughs> that was funny, but if you really think about it, you know what does that really represent in your own life? You know, um, and, and I think that uh, that that having that work ethic, never giving up, talking to people who have made it, talking to people that, that are there where you want to be, um, surrounding yourself with people that have similar goals as you, it is so important. I think the, the more success you find, um, your circle becomes smaller. And that's just that's just the, the name of the game. Circle just becomes smaller. You know, and you gotta be okay with that. Um, and so the real, you know, picking your relationships is vital, putting yourself in positions to learn constantly, being teachable, being humble. I mean, I can go on. I mean, you, you talk about, um, you know, uh, people going and get it, you know, you need to do things every day that everybody else does occasionally. And I've said that before on here, you know, I think doing things every day that make you become a, a better entrepreneur, a better person, a better father, a better everything, 
Um, and so I think I think going and finding your passion and going after it as hard as you possibly can. Life is short. I mean, you fail, you fail, you get right back up and you do something else, but, you know, or you help someone else uh, fulfill their visions until it's time for you to fulfill yours. So, I mean, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, um, get lost in that. You know, I, I helped fulfill other people's visions for years until I could do my own. And it just came back full circle. So I mean, I think it's a uh, it's a it's a mindset. It's a it's a it's just a mindset that you have to take e each and every day that you're gonna go do it. You're gonna do something to contribute to your future. I love it, man. Thank you so much for that. The um, is, is there any parting words that you have or uh, that you want for for the listeners to hear or how they can contact you? Um. Honestly, thank you. I mean, I think this is such a, a blessing to, to be on this show. I'm super impressed with what uh, you and and, um, and Gabe and, you know, heck, even Manny to, to, to Miguel. I mean, you, you guys are doing such an incredible work here with Rotated Views to be able to send just positive vibes in such a time that, that people need it the most. Having people come on this show and talk about their successes, their failures, their they're everything. It's just key for me personally. I mean, obviously, you you know, not to have like a, a, a you know, a plug on here, but you know, our website is just uh, you know, purelineplumbing.com. Um, you can all the information is on the website. Phone number, make an appointment if you're in the south, um, or not if you're a medical person and need you know need uh, some some medical piping at your hospital. Give us a call. Give us a you know, shoot me an email or whatever. All my information is on there, but. But I, no, I mean, parting words for me is just to, to not give up. And I think that um, that good things are coming your way if you're doing good things. So um, keep at it. And, you know, again, you guys are awesome. I'm glad glad to be a part of it. For sure, man. Thank you for joining us, dude. We appreciate you. We love you guys. Um, as usual, we like to close things out with quotes. And the first one is by Kirk Cameron. God steps into the suffering with us. He takes it on himself. He walks through it with us, and he uses it to create something in you that is unstoppable. And the second one is by Katerina Fake. It's fair. It's excuse me. It's fairly easy to know when you've succeeded because you're kind of hanging on for dear life. It's such an unstoppable <laughs> juggernaut. You're trying to stay your head above water because things are moving too fast. Uh, very relatable. Go and get it. In this episode, the crew welcome back Gilbert Rodriguez. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, investing, failure, confidence, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Katerina Fake and Kirk Cameron. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>